Hello and welcome to Stories, the True and the Fictional. As you can tell from the slightly different style of music, this is going to be a slightly different style of episode. It's something we call Story Chat, where we sit down with an author, a filmmaker or any kind of storyteller really, and talk to them about their life and their work in a real fun and laid back way. So sit back, relax, unless you're going for a jog, then run faster. It's story time. Hello guys and welcome to a very interesting, very special episode of Stories True and the Fictional. We're going to put this under the story chat banner. Not sure how I'm going to do the logo because there's so many wonderful faces here. Um, But before we bring all these people in, uh, just a reminder that this episode is brought to you by Rebecca Castles and the Rising Dawn series. Check it out on Amazon, link in the show notes uh, for all you people that like werewolf romance and characters modelled off Henry Cavill. But uh, now that the promo's done, um, welcome everyone. Uh, obviously, Ryan is here with us, Ryan the regular, um, but also Justin T. Hunt's back. How are you, my friend? Doing well. Thanks for having me back. And you've brought along with you one of the laziest people alive, am I correct, uh, Sloth? <laughs> <laughs> correct. Yeah. Awesome. There you and... go, one more. Definitely, I like it. I like it. <laughs> and I, I I, didn't catch the names of the three wonderful people down the bottom, but uh, how are you guys? And uh, just introduce yourselves. Who are we speaking to? Um, so we are the creators of the SOM ARG. We are VTI Studios. Um, I'm Jordan. I'm one of the uh, directors. Um, uh, I'm Talison. I go by Tenebrous, and I'm also a co-director. Ashley, co-co-director. <laughs> yeah, we're all co-directors. Co-co-co. <laughs> it reminds me of that episode of Scrubs. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Scrubs, where they gave two people residency, and they they were called both co, but what they were they were treating one as Coco and not. <laughs> Does it does it get confusing for you, <laughs> or do you get into do you do you get into much arguments over there, or? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, half of the directing is getting them to stop fighting. We're both very sarcastic, um, and so we kind of like butt heads on a lot of things. It could so... make an hour shoot take like three hours. <laughs> But isn't that how it's supposed to be? I mean, it'll be it'll be kind of boring if you all agreed on the same thing, you know. <laughs> well, You're not going to really get any new ideas. What? Uh, so what really gets us is like we'll do a take, and I'll be like, I think I think that's good. I think that's okay. And then uh, Talison will look at me and he'll say, "But is this what you want, though? Is this your vision?" This and your I'm vision like, "For the story, <laughs> um, let me rethink." <laughs> so. That's what ends up taking forever. <laughs> awesome. Well, before we dive, because I'm, I'm, I am in, uh, genuinely really interested in what you're doing. Uh, but before that, because you're guests, you have to answer the icebreaker questions. Now, Justin doesn't have to because he's done it before. But unless, are you recanting any of your answers, Justin, today? Or are you still standing by them? I'm still standing by them, loud and clear. <laughs> are you still afraid of mannequins? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think if Justin wants to answer it, he has to answer word for word, sentence for sentence, exactly what he said on the last episode. Oh, that would be typical. <laughs> and then if you mess up one word, you're gone. Sorry. Hang, that's hang, that. hang on. You are the weakest link. <laughs> hang on. I'm just getting a message here from Justin saying, can I copy and paste what we did last time? <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, but these, are, these, are, these are a fun way. It's, you know, like, a lot of podcasts are straight into it, but we like to give our guests, uh, our, our listeners, a chance to get to know you guys, the people behind what we're talking about. So, you know, they're just questions we developed, I think, from our first interview long, long, long time ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, they seem to be seem to be a bit of a hit. So we like to continue that on. Um, but yeah, feel free. Um, I think I'm going to take the first one, Jamie. Take the first one. What we'll do is we'll all go round and, um, and so we'll start with Sloth because he's alone. 
in his in his frame in his frame he's alone okay okay so sloth we can start with you so if you could get rid of one thing in this whole world what would it be now you can give two answers you can give your political answer and you can give what you actually really would want to get rid of one answer i would have would be internet trolls um yep definitely i was working on um there was another ARG that I was a part of that needed a Discord server. And so I volunteered to be the moderator for that. But it ran out of steam very quickly when there were two or three trolls that end up joining and sort of ruining the experience. So that's one thing I would get rid of. And I guess that's one thing I also really appreciate about Som is that everybody's a really good family and there are no trolls. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that could be one of the. As someone who spent most of their life online, I can hundred percent get behind your idea. Um, you know, the world would be the internet would be such a nicer place if people weren't there just to pick the crap out of everyone. So, too many trolls, not enough bridges. Uh... Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Okay, guys, I'm going to throw it over to you three. Same question. As I said, you're more than welcome to give a political answer. Which we'll probably edit out later, um, and then give you a real answer. I mean, I think my real answer is just going to be hate. Just get rid of hate, and I think that's going to solve a multitude of problems. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. That's a really good answer. Uh, mine was days that are hotter than eighty-five degrees Fahrenheit. Oh. <laughs> That would get rid of a lot of my hate. <laughs> I, I, I won't tell you what, what, what the temperature is over here because I wouldn't want to make you cry. So <laughs> we're in the middle of winter at the moment. So we're, um, if we could send some of that your way, I'd be quite happy to do that, to help out. <laughs> you want to swap? Take all of it. Just send it my way. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I can get behind that. I just, don't I just did one. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so mine would probably be wet socks. Like, that's just all around bad. So you want the Ma Marty McFly auto drying jacket, but in sock form? Yeah. Well, yeah. I just don't want it to happen at all. I don't want you to experience any like millisecond of wet socks. Oh, okay. Oh. It should just not happen. No sweat, no rainwater. Yep. <laughs> you spilled your milk, doesn't happen. <laughs> No, I used That's to I used to be a pizza delivery guy over here in winter, probably about five years ago. And every time, every Saturday night, I used to do deliveries without fail in winter or it would rain. So I can definitely get behind that because I ended up coming home, you know, with shoes and, and socks full of disgusting water because everyone, you know, lives near grass and they get soaked. So, yes, I'm behind that. Caught many a flu from that. <laughs> I can definitely get behind that. Good answers. Good answers. All right, we're moving on to the second one. Uh, tell us something that is on your bucket list, Mr. Sloth. Um, I'm planning to go to Europe over uh, in a couple of months. And so one of the things on my bucket list would be to visit a Formula One track over in Europe. Because awesome. I'm really into racing, both NASCAR and Formula One. And so I think it would be really cool to visit one of those one of those circuits. That's awesome. I, I, I have a very similar bucket list item that I actually got to fulfill last year. We have a, I don't know if you're familiar with that, but we have a, um, a famous racetrack over here, Mount Panorama. Um, and driving to, with my, with my partner to go to the zoo for her birthday up at Dubbo, I actually got to drive Mount Panorama, which is where they hold the Bathurst 5000. So uh, I'm with you on that one. That, that, that's definitely a, a really, really good experience. I was actually going to ask, did you see the uh, the American car that was in uh, the Formula One racing recently? It was like a Charger. Oh, really? I did not. Like oh, all the go. European cars are like, like down on the ground. The Charger's just like above them. Just like <laughs> screaming in American. Wow. Oh, Le Mans. That, that race? I remember that. It was awesome, bro. Cool, cool. All right, all right, friends, down the bottom. Uh, bucket list. Go first. I have mine ready. Um, so I want to visit Japan 
that not that's not that's not the bucket list. The bucket list is I want fresh, real takoyaki in Japan. Ooh. Takoyaki sounds awesome. It's apparently like a little well from US we call it a hush puppy. So it's just like fried batter, but it has octopus meat in it. Ooh. And it looks so good. And I've seen it and I've wanted it and they don't sell it in America anywhere <laughs> that I know of. So I want to go to Japan specifically for the takoyaki. That's it. That's all I got. I like Solid that. I like plan. To get part Solid of plan. I just want to go to Japan. Uh, yeah. just go. I'm probably not eating this, but <laughs> we'll go together and just knock it out. Okay. <laughs> I'm on the other side of the earth for them. I want to go see the Aurora, Aurora Borealis on my birthday. Yep. Nice. Which it just happens to like happen on my birthday. So, wow, that's cool. That's what I want to go do. That's sick. Excellent, excellent. I feel like we're leaving Justin out. Have you got anything else you want to add to your bucket list? Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, actually, I wouldn't mind going to see the Aurora Borealis. The Aurora Borealis. I can't even say it. <laughs> but I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't mind seeing it as well one day. I we don't have that here in Australia, unfortunately. So. It would be nice to go and see it one day. Um, just going to America in general would be great for me, I reckon. The, 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 the closest we have to the Northern Lights is the stupid um, Vivid in Sydney. <laughs> oh, yeah, true. <laughs> but that's man-made, so that doesn't count. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Excellent. All right, well, the next one is my favourite question. Um, now, again, this can be broken down into two parts. So, uh, Sloth, we'll start with you again. So, in your opinion, what is the greatest sitcom ever made? And if it's, if that is not your favourite, what is also your favourite sitcom? So, I grew up without cable television. So, oh, wow. I have I've never watched a sitcom, I think. <laughs> well, I will... Okay, I'm going to expand it. What about your favourite television show or greatest television show i don't really have a lot of experience with television shows um but one one good classic one would be star trek the original series okay excellent, excellent. that's a solid solid show so you're talking like the original william shatner leonard Nimoy. yep, yep. Awesome. yep. excellent and the same question for you, lovely people. Hopefully, uh, you've watched sitcoms unlike me. <laughs> really thinking about the answer, I wanted to say The Office. Yep. Uh, which one, uh, British or US? The American. Okay. I think this, that's it's just so much better. This is the this is the only instance where I will actually agree that the American one is better than the British mm -hmm. one. Um, hundred percent. So yeah, I can get on board. I've watched that many, many times, and you you gotta get. There's episodes, whenever a sitcom has episodes that you cannot replay on TV in yeah. the current state we're in at the moment is, is always a good show. I also feel like the dry humor hits better in the American more than the British one. Yeah. 100%. Um, but after thinking about it, I think I have to do the Always Sunny in Philadelphia. That's probably my yep. number one. Yeah, that's another great show. I've, I've only just discovered that. So I'm only on season one of Always Sunny. So. It's so, um, so good. I think I there's nine still going as well, isn't it? Yeah, I think that I think right now there's nine seasons. There might be ten. Oh wow, got a long ride ahead. Oof. Excellent, good answer. Um, greatest sitcom. I'm gonna have to go the Golden Girls. Okay, interesting. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, we from the Golden Girls, we did get Betty White, yeah. Um, so you know, um, I have to agree with that. Yeah, She's no. one of the funniest, she was one of the funniest ladies on the planet. It's okay, Jordan, so Jordan's mad because that was her answer, too. That was my answer. <laughs> you're, allowed, you're allowed to change my answer to my favorite show is Supernatural, but it's not a okay. sitcom. Mm. That's okay. Jamie, I'll just do you want to <laughs> See, you want to see. ask a supernatural question that you love asking people? No, uh, no, I don't, I don't, I don't want to offend people. Okay. I, I'm going <laughs> to say it because I, I'm, I'm on board. I, I actually disagree with you, but that's okay. 
Jamie believes that Supernatural seasons one to five are the only good seasons of Supernatural. How would you feel about that? Well, considering I don't finish most things and I finished all seasons of Supernatural, there is oh, wow. that's about it because I finished yeah I'm 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 on board with that Jamie likes to see seasons one to five as one supernatural I'm I'm just saying season five episode the last episode of season five is a wrap-up it's we're all done and then they're like no ten more seasons but I'm of the belief I I have watched all 15 seasons so I'm with you I'm with you I think it's a fantastic show all right, let's let let's move on from this tension. Uh, <laughs> do you guys have a, a a zombie apocalypse plan? So this is the one question that I prepared for, and <laughs> it's probably not the question I should have prepared for, but I did. <laughs> so the first thing you would need to do would be make sure you have food, water, and shelter, mm-hmm. and you need to make sure you have water because without it, you're only going to last a couple of days. And without food, you're only going to last a couple weeks. And so getting those two things are going to be important. Um, And then you also want to make sure you have some short-term protection against the zombies. Um, But ultimately, you're going to want to find a place that you have a lot of protection. Mm -hmm. My first thought would be an island. um, Because I'm not sure if the zombies can swim, but... An island True. it offers natural good natural protection. Yeah. I agree. There's only one movie that I've seen where they don't actually swim, they just walk along the bottom of yeah. the ocean. I think that was Land of the Dead, which was a sequel to Day of the Dead, um, the remake that they did in the early two thousand. But that's the only instance out of all the zombie stuff we've seen where they mm. actually do. So I think that's a solid plan. Um, well, all of my family is mostly in South Carolina, so my plan is just get to South Carolina. Mm-hmm. And my dad's like a prepper type guy, so I'm just putting all my trust in him. Yeah, <laughs> take care of it once I get there. Yeah. So, uh, my plan, um, I. <laughs> I don't really have one. I don't want to do all that because the zombies are inevitably <laughs> always going to be there. My plan is just walk outside and let it happen. Like, oh, I'm yeah. just well, take me. Just take me. A, we've had that a few times. <laughs> Someone once said I'd rather rather eat than be eaten or something. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. Just let me, let me, Joy. let me look down and just finish it early. <laughs> Join now, me. <laughs> I'm like what Jordan said. I like I feel like I would survive maybe a week, but I would just die. Like I mean <laughs> I'm being realistic. <laughs> I yeah. I don't think I could live longer than maybe a, a week or a month. But I wouldn't just give up. I wouldn't just walk <laughs> out and take me down. Well I can't run. I'm, okay, so <laughs> um so I have double jointed knees are like whatever it's really dumb and so my knees dislocate easily mm-hmm. so if i tried to run i mean i would have a dislocated knee and be getting eaten i'd rather just get eaten. Well, save me the embarrassment <laughs> just, yeah i'll just lay down <laughs> uh excellent yeah look i think out here i just head to bunnings um <laughs> i've had bunnings is kind of like a uh, home depot out there for you guys so it's like mm-hmm. a big Hardware store. store. And I feel like I've played and finished enough Resident Evil games that I'd be able to survive for a little while. Um, <laughs> combined with the amount of horror and zombie movies that I actually do watch. I I, ha- I I actually think I might last the longest out of our group of friends. Aside from Chris, because Chris would probably... Our friend Chris, who does the podcast with it, he, he's very... I don't know what the word is. I think he'd start a revolution and join the zombies, but be their leader. Um, I you know I'll, I'll contest you there because he doesn't like leaving his house, so he'd have to leave his house to, you know, like, you know. yeah, <laughs> he can always do it remotely. Alpha teams won't be going that way. Beta teams won't be going that way. <laughs> he can build a big spooky castle. 
<laughs> yeah. Castle Castle Park. There you go. Yeah. That that would be the yeah. name of it. Yeah. But yeah, the problem, the problem is he lives in like suburbia. <laughs> yeah, he'd have to go out remote like you, Jamie. Yeah. See, my uh, plan's but... already set. I live in the mountains. You know. I'm, yeah. I'm... Yeah. Stay away oh, from yeah. cities, basically. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, the last of the icebreakers, and you guys have done fantastic so far. So let's. This is this is another one of my favorite ones. Which is essentially why I always say, Jamie, I'm doing the first one so I can get the good one. <laughs> uh, so um, the um, the supervillain in training, Elon, Elon Musk, calls you up and offers you to test drive his new electric time machine. What would you do and where would you go? Now, the, the, to add on to this, because I feel like it needs a bit more explanation, You he, he will give you this time machine. He will give you a watch where there's a button and it will bring you back to exactly the same point as you left. So once once you're ready to go, you push the button, it brings you back to the second that you left. What do you do and where do you go? We'll start with you, Sloth. So I don't remember. Did it say I had to go backwards or can I also go backwards? No, you Any, can... Anywhere you go. Anywhere you want. You name it. So I have a very innovation-focused um, mind. I'm always looking for ways to improve. And so I think what I would probably do, as as much as I would like to go back and like visit the ancient Romans and and talk to them, um, I think I would probably go fifty to hundred years in the future and see what everything's like. Write down a couple of things that I think they do that would help out my time period, and then I would come back and potentially cause a temporal paradox or something. <laughs> Excellent. I like that. I like that's the same. I everyone's like, I'd go very far. I, I'm the same. I'd probably go like, I just want to see a hundred years, see where we are in a hundred years. You know, if we're still, you know, if we've got our flying cars and hoverboards and stuff, like <laughs> as hoverboards is accessible as a skateboard in a shop. And I'd be like that. I'd be just want to see what's going on in the future. Well done. And then I guess the place I would probably go would be Britain because. Britain? Um, if, if there were any medical complications from the time travel jump and stuff, I wouldn't have to pay for it. Excellent. <laughs> I like it. I like it. No. <laughs> good backup plan. Very good backup plan. <laughs> no, no, that, I think that's the smartest plan. Oh, you could come Honestly, here. Honestly, yeah. We don't, yeah well. we don't have to pay for that. Go to Aussie, Aussie or Britain uh, mental. <laughs> I mean, I, it's, it's funny. Like, I, I just came out of hospital a couple of months ago. I was in hospital for two months. Um, and I've got everything, meals, treatment, devices, everything. And I did not pay a cent. Um, that's thanks to the one good thing I Australian did. government does. <laughs> yeah, Jamie paid for it. Um, but no, yeah, I come go there or come here, wherever. You'll be, you'll be fine. We'll fix you right up. <laughs> Excellent. I Stay like that. that. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> Who wants to take it first? Uh, I, guess I, could, I guess I could go. Uh, I don't know. So I don't know. If it actually existed, I would want to go back to I don't know if y'all have heard this theory. But there was a guy that invented like an engine that could run on water or something like that. Okay. And they like he went missing. I would want to go back and like if that actually existed, let's make sure he doesn't die. Like let's just let's just give him a little bit of protection. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'd like to come back. So wherever that happened. Yeah. Well, and then uh, then you would come back and everything will be run off water and I and uh, It'll either go one of two ways. It'll be perfect, or we'll get a Kevin a Kevin Costner Waterworld situation, <laughs> which is uh, not ideal because that movie was horrible. But yes, there but was like a better movie. joke that explained it. Um, I forget what it's called, but it's about um, what was it? The JFK assassination, and it was like based on Stephen King, and it was like some guy found this portal oh, yep. to the yeah, and he had to live there for two years, right? I think and James Franco was in that one, wasn't he? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think James Franco was, yeah. I think it was 11, 20, it was the date that JFK died. So I do remember seeing that. That's a very good show. Yes. And so I don't, I mean, I don't want to spoil anything, but 
Um, he goes back to stop it from happening. Mm-hmm. And then things happen and the the solution at the end of it ends up not being anything that they thought it was going to be. I don't mm-hmm. want to ruin it for anybody because yeah, it's not. a fantastic show. It's very interesting. It's, it's a really good watch. I'm a massive Stephen King fan, so anything with his name attached to it or his son's name, I will be in, all over. But yeah, it was a really interesting interesting. Um, interesting um show and i'm you know it only really got i think it yeah it only got the one season didn't it yes yeah it only needed the one season <laughs> yeah excellent i like that so you're you're putting your personal personal gain fortune aside for the for the for the for the masses and i like that you could have That's easily fun. just gone and stolen the plans, you know? Yeah, yeah, made it so. <laughs> Yeah, I guess so. She didn't want to do the work. She just wanted the guy <laughs> okay. to do a lot to do the work. No, work. here's the problem. <laughs> if I would have stolen the plans, it would have been just as bad as assassinating him. Because the plans yeah, would be there. Very true. We'd still be in the situation that we're in. Yeah. I like it. True, true. Get All right. Where are we going, guys? Where, who, who's left to go? Uh, going to 1998 for murder and then coming back. And that's all I'm at liberty to say. I'd probably say the future. Like, I don't know how far in the future, but I feel like I'd want to get a whole bunch of like body mods. I feel like those are a thing. If not, they're already close now. I just feel like like being like cyborg would be awesome. Yeah, you got, we want to go full cyberpunk. Yeah, like bald with a blue. I wouldn't be bald. I wouldn't be bald. I would. I would keep, never. My, I'd keep my hair. <laughs> that the body mods I do. Awesome. Did hair? I keep the hair. <laughs> they do that. They do that. Now. Yeah, um, it's like a bunch of. But I just think like having something like that being like cyborg would be cool. So would would you be like a hacker or would you like have weapons on your hands kind of stuff? No, it'd probably be more practical. Like you come back with a scythe. That's not practical. <laughs> like my hand can heat up popcorn and I just <laughs> come back from the future and you're just a microwave? No. Because well, if I come back, I'm not gonna be some evil mass like murderer with scythe and laser cannons and shit. Like I'm not gonna that. Call no, me like, microwave man. I, I like that. So, so when 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 AI finally takes over and Skynet and all that kind of stuff, and they come for you, you're just like, hold on. Look what I can do. Don't want to see my party trick. I mean, something, something practical. It wouldn't. It wouldn't be like you know, you know what I can. Just one. just one. I can. I can see the practicality, but while you're there, why don't you just get like a. Uh, you know, like a, a high powered, <laughs> high caliber rifle. Just put in your arm, just in case. Just in case. I mean, maybe just could. in case. But like, when would I ever? You come back. Because then you could be, you can, you can do your hero's journey when the AI does take over, and you can be like, ah, I'm prepared for this. Bang. See you later. <laughs> so, That's what the story is for. I just eat up all their electronics. Can't take my guns if they're in my arms. Exactly. <laughs> and then I just chop off your arms. Oh, damn it. That didn't yeah. work out. <laughs> awesome. It would have been for that. <laughs> my microwave, no. Well, thanks for asking those, uh, guys. Great answers. Greetings. We're technically a conversation, a podcast for curious people by curious people. Every week, we take turns presenting a new topic, and the other host has no idea what the topic will be. We strive to educate in a way that's loose and fun. Our topics are all over the place, from light and funny to dark and sometimes spooky. Some of the topics we've covered include urban legends, civil rights activists, vampires, pop culture icons, the supernatural and occult, spies and espionage, science and astronomy, and other weird and random things. If any of these topics interest you, give our podcast a shot. Listen and subscribe at technicallyaconversation.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Parental advisory, we might use strong language.
Um, so let's get down to business. So basically what we're going to do is we're going to get you guys to tell us all about ARG, where it came from, what inspired it, um, where you plan to go with it. And then we're going to bring in um, Sloth and Justin to tell us uh, how they've, what their experience has been with using it and um, what they like about it and all that stuff. So take it away, guys. Tell us about ARG. Uh, so I kind of want to start because I feel like I have the least amount of experience of everyone here. <laughs> like, like when Jordan tried to get me in on it, I had zero idea what an ARG was. I did not even know what ARG meant until like I like did more research on it. Um, and like, no joke, within like two weeks of us doing like promo videos and promo shots and everything, like getting the like foundation built up, I was still just like going along with whatever she said. And I was like, yep, we're doing <laughs> doing this. I'm still trying to wrap my head around what this is. You no joke. Um, so when I told him, I was like, Talison, let's make an ARG. It's gonna be fun. He googled on his phone and he's like. Pokemon Go? Is that an ARG? And yeah. I'm like, no. That's an augmented reality game. Augmented and alternate are different. Yeah. So, like, I had no idea going into this what this entailed. Yes. But so far, it's all been pretty amazing and really fun to make. Well, I'm glad you're learning. <laughs> Finally. No. <laughs> it's been really good. Well, let's. Let... Tell us what a, what an ARG is. You know, wrap it wrap it around our. We want our heads wrapped around it. So, um, an ARG is a fictional story that presents itself as real, and the player's actions can affect or change the story. So, to go more in depth from that, because I'm gonna sink into it. Okay, so. An ARG is an alternate reality game. So what it is, is you make a story um, using real world elements that people can go and look at. Um, so ours uses a website, it uses social media, and it has used real life locations. Like geocaching. Yes, geocaching and stuff. Um, and so you're telling a narrative that people have to piece together. I call it a narrative puzzle when I try to explain it. Um, so you have your story, which is, you know, the story building aspect, um, but you're not directly telling it. You're giving the events and you're alluding to other things and other people have to piece together what's actually going on. Um, it's a lot. And it's really confusing to try to explain. Well, it's quite, it's, uh, it, correct me if I'm wrong. Just, it's, it's almost like you're creating history, like, but a fictional history. Is that, is that kind yes, of? That's exactly like, what it is. Almost like archaeology in the sense. Um, Mm -hmm. piecing things together no see that's awesome that that's a cool right. concept so a way that i like to look into it if i may interject for a moment is it's basically like a escape game that the whole world can play and the the whole world themselves have to piece together what the story is and eventually like theorize or work out how to get out of this particular conundrum that they might be in um, and they, they, you, you use uh, real life um, places, like you said, geocaching, or you can use internet, or you can use um, real people, uh, which you've utilized uh, greatly. It's uh, fantastic. So uh, that's how I see it. It's, it's basically a escape game, if you will, but for like the whole world. Awesome. Because anybody can join in at any time and play it. Um, cause the more that you build your world, the more story that you add, what it is, is when somebody joins in, they just have more to dig through. So it gets harder to piece it together. However, it's like, <laughs> we have what, a document that's 40 something pages. Oh, well, it's a really <laughs> big document of information. And so if you opt out of reading that document, you have all sorts of just pieces that you have to find from different places and put them into order based on the dates they were posted. Because um, a lot of them will do it in the past. They'll have everything put out um, and then they can basically place the dates where they want it. Ours is a little bit different. Our story is taking place in real time. 
So, like, as we're placing events... It happens now. Yeah. Like, as we're placing events, that's the date that in the story mm. that it happens. <laughs> um, so, it's it's kind of hard. <laughs> Time crunch is a pretty big thing for us. So. I was going to say, wouldn't that make it more difficult? You know, if it's something set in the past, obviously everything's all worked out but if you're doing it in real time does it give it does it give it uh more opportunities for things to go wrong or for for people to go the direct the direction that you're not kind of going, hey you know what what kind of challenges do you find in that well i think it does give more opportunity for player interaction us to respond to the player so they can affect more if it's something that's happening currently versus something that's already happened because if this already happened then there's nothing they can do. Right. It's like a double-edged sword. Yeah. <laughs> there are things that can go wrong. <laughs> there are a lot of things that can go wrong. <laughs> there's a lot of making plan A and plan B, mm-hmm. plan C, D, E, F, D. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I mean, we just kind of have to work with it. So, like, the story, I actually, I showed uh, Ashley the notebook that I made originally and I was like, here is what the original idea was, read it. And she was like, this is not what the story is. And I was like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, there's a lot of change. So not only can they affect the story as in like help progress it, but they can physically change the story from what it originally was based <laughs> on what's happening. Um, and I, I, that's what I think has grabbed me the most. I mean, what we, me and Jamie and a couple of our friends, we're avid D and D players. So you know, and and having a, uh, our our friend Chris that we referred to, he's a, he's always the DM or the GM. He's always and and he says that. And after we have a session where you know a big story moment or something, we I like to sit him down and go, "Was that actually what meant to happen?" And he goes, "No, I've got like a notebook." <laughs> he goes, "You guys did this." You miss this whole big story, and and like it's it's similar to what you're saying, is is that he's got all these plans that he spent hours upon hours upon hours, and just because we went and burnt an elven village <laughs> that we weren't supposed to burn down, he has to rewrite everything <laughs> to do it. And and I kind of get that feeling from what you're saying now, Jordan, is that you know you you had that original idea, and then you look back on it and what it's become now is nothing like that. Or you know, it, it, it's expanded so much to, on what you originally had planned. So we, I mean, it's still the same base. Like the the story itself is basically the same, but how events have transpired are different. So like, where these are plot points, like we have a point here and a point here and a point here. I had written a straight line yeah. <laughs> uh, mm. through the points, but what it is is because of the player interaction, it's kind of like everywhere like and then we might find a point and then we keep going (laughs) but i think i think that's that's as you say it can be a a catch-22 but i think that's what it makes these kind of games and these kind of stories much more interesting to people like myself and you know i've 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 grown up on jrpgs and like i'm a big final fantasy guy i'm I'll, i'll try everything um and I like those immersive stories, but you are stuck in that story. You know, you're you're following the path. But when when you get into things like like ARG, you have the ability to affect. It may not affect the main plot points, and you've got your main story points, but you have the effect to. You can essentially affect some of the outcome, and and I think it makes it much more of a exciting feeling because you feel like you're really part of the story, and you're not just a character on the screen following the path that's set out by the developers. Right, right. And that's what the kind of the goal is, is a lot of the times, like I said, the ones that are set in the past are really cool. Like those are basically like analog horror. And I just, I love the idea of analog horror. It's so cool. Um, But you lose out on player interaction. Mm -hmm. Um, And I wanted to make a community. Like one of the biggest things that we wanted to build. Yes. So on the website, we actually have a forum and a lot of people get confused because they wonder if the forum is part of the game. (laughs) Um, But there's certain people that are part of the game that are responding to forum posts that other people are putting like on there. But it's a community. So anybody can go in there and post whatever. 
and talk about some or talk about whatever they want to. Um, and it's real. I mean, that's that that's the the community that we're trying to build. I mean, we want people to interact with it. Um, and I mean, it. I don't know. <laughs> I lost my train of thought there, but I just no, no. It makes perfect sense. You know, you want if, if people are going to be interacting and they're going to be a part of the game, you want somewhere for everyone can go and become. You know, can have a chat. Like it's kind of like it's a it's a nicer version than Reddit. You know what I mean? Like Reddit can be pretty, pretty full on and pretty cruel sometimes. <laughs> but if if you've got if you've got a, a community of people talking about this game and helping each other out and throwing bouncing ideas and theories off each other, I mean that that to me sounds like heaven. You know what I mean? Like it's it's my kind of thing because it, you build those relationships as you guys have. You build those those you know those friendships through something that you're having a part of building yourself. So. I completely make sense what you're saying there, and I think it's I think it's a really really solid solid platform. Thank you. Well, but not only can they interact with each other, they can interact with the characters <laughs> in the game. So that's something else that we have set up. So I have um, all of the emails that you find, like for the characters. All of those are actual emails. Like oh, really? you can email the characters and depending on what you say, they might respond back. Um, oh, wow. responses. <laughs> I've actually had responses from, from the Keyplay people in the emails myself, so I can awesome. attest to that. The awesome. emails, the forums. The, there's a chat bot. Private messages. Yeah, there's a chat bot on the website. So there's a, you know how when you go on websites, there's like a mm -hmm. tab where you open the chat and then it has an FAQ. So yeah, yeah. it has the FAQ and you can open those. But if you send a message in that chat, I'm there. Yeah. <laughs> like I respond to the messages. So, and a lot of times people will actually think it's just a bot because <laughs> how I respond. <laughs> but um, but that's part of it. Is like there's live like there's times that I've had conversations with people that come on it. Like they'll send messages and I'll respond as the bot, and they'll get interaction that way. I mean, that's a lot of ways that people have gotten answers for different things as well. But now, am I saying that I'm always going to be on there? No. So please don't expect <laughs> all the time. Well, that's, that's really good. I like that. So so um, have you found many people jumping on onto the ARG stuff? Um, are they interacting? Like, how quickly did it take, for pe uh, take off for people to find it and join in and all that? It was fast. Like, <laughs> when we dropped the... The site, I think the first week we had maybe 10 people. The first day we had over 500 website visits. Oh, it's a lot, oh. more, than, a lot more than 10. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I just remember, like, we've only been live for almost three months now. Yes. About. Um, and we've had a, like, it's not a big explosion, but a small explosion of, like, groups of 20 people within like a week joining our discord and being active in the community and like it's getting more active now but yeah. of course with ARGs though there is like a lull like there's going to be your people that have been there and that continue to be there and they'll come off and on you know um talking and stuff but there's a big community of like people that are just lurking yeah. like they're watching the game but they don't talk in the discord like yeah I actually, I made a post one time and I said, um, respond to this with a ghost emoji if you're here but just aren't interacting. And I had, what, like 17 people on that message, like pretty much within the hour, click it and say, hey, I'm here. <laughs> I'm just not saying anything. And that's just on the Discord. So they're just, they're, just, they're, just here, they're just here for the ride. You know, they might not be interested in... They might not, you know, that finding out and, and contributing might not be their thing, but they're still enjoying the story. Right. And yeah, that's... It's like that's a actually, yeah. They're, like, experiencing yeah. the real time. Exactly. And we have, Hopefully. like you said, we have almost 100 people in the Discord right now, which, of course, people will hop in and out. It's Discord. <laughs> yeah. um, but we've gotten, you know, like I said, like you said, to about 100 people just in the Discord. So, it's awesome. I think that's kind of a win. <laughs> yeah, definitely, hundred um, percent. 
And then I feel like it is getting a little bit more recognition at this point um, because we did recently have, I don't know if y'all have heard of him, but Inside a Mind is a YouTuber. Um, okay. And if you look him up, a lot of subs, like 763,000 subs. Oh, wow. And he actually, on Twitch, streamed our game for about, what, two, three hours? Oh, wow. Well, that's yeah. a bit of that's a bit of promo for you. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> um, so we did. We had some more activity after that. Um, but it's still like a lot of ARGs. We're <laughs> we're built different. Uh, um, we advertised ours first, which a lot of ARGs don't do that. Um, but I just thought we had a really good product. I wanted people to know about it. I wanted people to be hype about it. Um, our promo didn't give away anything regarding the story at all um and so i mean it was just trying to build hype and so we did that and then when we dropped it like i said we had 500 people the first day look at the site wow like, and that was crazy and that's got to give you that's got to give you the the fuel to keep going and, and just pushing i mean there's nothing wrong with with advertising i mean if you're, if you're exactly what you said you feel like you've got an, an amazing product why not share it you know, right. why not, you know, and there's, there's mm. you know, all kinds like I, that, that's essentially why me and Jamie started this podcast. You know, we don't do it for the, for any money or anything like that. Like we do it because we want to get the word out about authors, about storytellers like yourself. And we, we just want to get more eyes on the product. And, you know, as I said, if we, I say to all our authors, if I can get, if we can get 10 people to buy your book or 10 people to join your, your game or something, then so be it, you know, that's what we're all about. And, mm. That, I think that's, I mean, I, I personally have spent a lot of money on our author's products <laughs> over the, the last couple of years because essentially after I speak to them, I end up going, yeah, I'm going to buy that. Or, yeah, I'm going to join that. Or, you know, and so, yeah, I think it's, it, there's nothing wrong with that. You want to get the word out to as many people as possible because for what, even just from the last, you know, half an hour, 40 minutes of talking to you guys, um, it sounds like an amazing story, amazing product, and I can't wait to jump on and, and get involved myself. Well, if you need any help, please talk to uh, Bob. <laughs> they, I mean, they're on it. No. Um, I mean, it's great. They're, they're really awesome. Um, so something that uh, we actually pulled them in for um, is we have a welcoming committee um not that we have so many people but because our thing is kind of hard to get started in sometimes mm. and so we obviously as the creators can't be like hey here's the answers to of course yeah <laughs> so um they you know they've been there since the beginning they've collected a lot of information they're super nice to everybody they give everybody a chance i mean they're just really sweet and they they bring the community together um and so what we did is we put them as the welcomers. So whenever someone new joins, I mean, they're like, hey, I'm Justin, I'm Sloth, like we're here. Like if you need anything, let us know. Here's a good starting place. Here's where to look. Um, and then if anybody has questions, I mean, they're on it. <laughs> it we try to be. <laughs> <laughs> we do try to be, yeah. Um, I, I'm like me, myself, uh, I think just as being part of the community um, has been phenomenal. Um, mainly, it's really nice to see so many new people, like like you were just saying, you know, so many people check it out. Uh, so many people, uh, you know, whether or not they're solving it or just there for the ride. Um, and it's, it's really, really good to see all these people joining together. Um, and I'm more than happy to to have my input, and I'm sure Sloth is as well. Um, like Sloth and I, and M M Cal, um, we 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 all kind of joined forces to make our own little um, discussion video about some uh, at a fairly early point. Uh, which I definitely need to update at some point because there's been a lot changed mm -hmm. uh, since then. A lot of stuff that's been added since then. So, um, but you know, I'm more than happy to to be part of the community. Uh, I've I've added stuff to the community forum. I know Sloth has as well. Uh, and it's been great to see so many people, you know, asking questions or 
trying to interact with the, the team or, or just with the, the community as well. Uh, and the, seeing them trying to have their own theories, have their own uh, stab at the story as well. And it's just been so great. And I can only imagine how uh, honored you guys can, uh, are feeling right now, uh, knowing that, that this is all uh, unraveling. Um, I guess I, I want to know myself, and you guys probably want to know too, uh, Jamie and Ryan, is uh, where did you get your inspiration for Son to begin with? Hmm. <laughs> That's a really funny story. <laughs> um, so I actually write um, books and stuff, but I've never finished any, <laughs> ironically. <laughs> um, but my inspiration for starting it was uh, Tim and I actually worked in the same facility and we scanned documents and that was our job every day. We came into work and he pulled staples and I scanned the documents that file into her little papers. <laughs> yeah, that didn't have any staples. And so it was a company that um, like stores documents and this, it was a warehouse that was just absolutely massive. And every day we would, well, almost every day, we'd go out into the, you know, the warehouse and I'd look down, I'm like, it's a really freaking big warehouse. I'm like, this is like almost liminal space. <laughs> it's creepy. Imagine if there was somebody standing way down there, like way down there. <laughs> and so we kind of took a, a picture as a joke, right? Um, yeah, Jacob. <laughs> yeah, um, of Jacob standing, or which the community knows him as Jared, but standing way down this corridor that you could barely see him. Uh, and I was like, that's creepy. <laughs> Could you imagine? Um, and then it just kind of grew from there. Like we started doing like pictures like that. And I was like, what if this was like a dream state? So what if you were having a dream and you were stuck in liminal space? And that's what you see is somebody standing backwards, coming like walking towards you backwards. And it just grew from there. However, that idea was dropped uh, because we actually ended up having to delete all of our pictures for that we had to delete all of our content <laughs> um for reasons i won't talk about but <laughs> but um it just grew from there i mean we still kept it we were like okay so we want to make something creepy we want to make something that's about a dream we want to make liminal space we want to make things that seem weird and i was into args so i was just like mm, why not let's try it and see what happens <laughs> so all of us are amateurs um, at doing like things, but we all are like a bag of tricks in our own. Like Amcal does a lot of really cool stuff. She's really good at puzzles. Um, she's also really good at like art and putting stuff together and you make butterflies that people think are stickers. I mean, that's pretty cool. <laughs> they were so good. They thought they were stickers. I, I, remember, I remember the whole theme behind that. <laughs> I'm like, why? Why would there be stickers? <laughs> yeah. And then you're really good at uh, posting the big brain Mickey Mouse in chat <laughs> and being an internet troll. Speaking of trolls, no. Ben has to no, he's really good at like holding things together. Like he's more of the business side of it. So um, I was the one that kind of had like the idea for it. But again, like I've said, I've never finished a book um, and I have trouble like keeping on task with a lot of things. I mean, I've lost my train of thought how many times since we started this? Um, <laughs> And so he's the one that's like, we need to do this. Have you done this? We need to do this. Make sure we're paying for this. Like, <laughs> you really hold it together. You're like the glue. And also, you're one of the main characters. So. Yeah, that's a big thing. That's, that's, that's a small <laughs> part of being the main character of the whole entire game. Which, ironically, it wasn't even supposed to be you. You weren't even supposed to be a character. No. <laughs> like, that was just dropped in randomly halfway through. Do you want to be a character, Ten? <laughs> <laughs> The, I, it being live it, it works for Harrison Ford. He was he was he was the guy that was interviewing people or running lines with people that were auditioning for Han Solo and then they're like, Hey, you be Han Solo. <laughs> You'd so, be pretty good at it. Yeah, but <laughs> why not? Well look, why don't we hear from the guys that have been using it and have been eerily quiet? <laughs> um uh we'll start with Sloth. Uh, how'd you come across ARG? How'd you get involved in, and what do you like about it and all that jazz? So I believe I came across Son 
through one of their Reddit posts. I remember seeing their promotional posts. Um, I thought it looked interesting. It was, like they said, it was one of the few ARGs that I remember having promotional uh, content. And so that got me thinking about joining. And then when they posted that they were opening and that they were starting the Discord server, I thought, you know, this sounds really interesting. I, I'll bite. And and that's how I how I got involved. Cool. Um what what do you like about it? Like like obviously you've stuck around, you've enjoyed using it. What 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 grips you about it? I think one element that I really enjoy is it's a really tight knit community. It's it's very much like a family. We all look out for each other, we all bounce ideas off each other. We're all very respectful of each other. Um, I think that's something that a lot of ARGs would benefit from having in them is a tight a tight knit community that works really well together and just has a lot of fun together. There's another thing, but I don't remember what it was. Well, let, let, let's bounce across to Justin. We'll get you answer the same questions. And if you think of, <laughs> if it comes back to you, you feel free to chime in. Uh, so, Justin, how'd you get involved? What do you like about it? Well, um, I'll just start off by saying I've kind of been introduced to ARGs a little bit earlier. Um, so I watch a lot of game theory. Um, I see, I, I know about Nightmind and Insider Mind, although I haven't actually checked out their stuff that much, but I know I knew about them. Um, and the whole a aspect of ARGs kind of interested me for a while. Um, but something that kind of um, pu pushed me away from them for a little while was the idea that it was all just basically analog horror. It was like you could not escape um, the idea that it was pretty much always analog horror or some kind of gruesome jump scare or gruesome pictures, that sort of thing. And I, I didn't really like that too much. So when I saw uh, the advertisements for some um, on Reddit, like like Sloth did, I was intrigued because this was something that was present day. It wasn't based in like 1980 or something like that. Um, and it was like, I assumed at the time that it was going to be a science fiction thing, um, which it's sort of still being that way, which, you know, was really cool. Um, and I, I, I kind of tagged in, um, like, like um, Jordan said, I tagged in fairly early in the community. I was, I think, within the first week that it was released. Um, and uh, yeah, I just, uh, I just kept going with it. Uh, I really love the story. I really love the characters. Um, I think I can speak for myself and Sloth when we were just like we got really invested with some of the characters, particularly one called Mackenzie, uh, who was played <laughs> by Jordan. In fact, uh, we we didn't know that, did we, Sloth? We we had no idea about this at all. Um, but uh, we got very uh, attached to the characters, and that really speaks for the project when you yourself, as just part of the audience, can uh, connect with the characters and connect with the story, even though you don't know what the full story is. Um, and it's been really interesting to come up with my own theories. It's been interesting to hear other people uh, come up with their theories and trying to solve the puzzles and everything like that. Um, I will point out myself personally anyway, um, is that even though some is technically kind of horror, um, it's not reached, it hasn't reached that point yet where it's basically just jump scares and creep, uh, full on creepy imagery or anything like that. Um, and I really, I really appreciate that just because honestly, like, like, like I said, Elok Horror and all that sort of stuff has been way overbearing for the ARG community. And it's just nice to see a breath of fresh air. And he's, he's, he's definitely more of a traditional or rather than, you know, slasher or thriller type of thing, how you were saying. But but the real thing, 
the real thing Justin is thrilled about is the fact that you haven't included any mannequins, okay? Uh, <laughs> That's what it is. That's, what it is. That's I'm probably what you throw one in just for you, though. <laughs> no, the, they'll, probably, the, they'll probably just include a mannequin at one point just to creep me out even more. No, the final, the Only final. The Jared are actually mannequins. <laughs> the final, the final piece of the puzzle will be in like a, a used, shut down mannequin factory. Yeah. Oh no! <laughs> and they all just somehow come to life. <laughs> It'll be like that Silent Hill thing—the uh, the nurse ones that are like yeah. they they're still until you like don't look at them or whatever, and then they yeah. move. Yeah, I, I think more I think more along the lines of the uh, Weeping Angels from Doctor Who, which oh, basically yeah. work along the same way. Uh, way if you don't look at them, they come after you, and. Yeah. That, those were creepy yes. I, uh, I gave I gave yeah. one of them to my sister as a I was like a bookend or something. And and she like she just basically had to put it back in the box. Like she could literally just standing there just like this. I was freaking oh, thank out. You. Yeah. <laughs> thanks for the thanks. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Um got anything to add yet, Sloth? Did you remember what you were trying to remember? Yes, I did remember, and then I forgot it. But I did think of another thing. <laughs> okay, well, let's let's start with that. <laughs> so another thing that really drew me to some was the quality. A lot of... I came through Reddit, uh, and one thing that originally, when I came to the Reddit, I was enthusiastic about was there are a lot of puzzles. And so that was interesting for a couple weeks. But eventually I realized that that subreddit is... It's mostly just one or two layer deep puzzles. And so when I saw some, I was like, this, they have like pictures and they have like a logo that they've designed. That's pretty cool. And then when the public release day came, they had a website. And that was just the coolest thing because there had been a one out of like 20 ARGs I had looked into there had been one other ARG that had a website. And so when Sam came out with their website, I'm like, there's a website and not just that, but there's actual like clues on the website. Wow. And then they came out with a, let's see, they came out with another Reddit account. And there's like all these different accounts associated with the ARG. There's like at least five. And so I'm like, this is a really interconnected and really, um, there's just a lot of different, there's a word that I always use that I can't think of right now, but there's all these different accounts that they use to put out information. And it just, and all of the posts are really high quality. And so that's another thing that I really appreciate about SOM is that they don't just put something together in 15 minutes on Photoshop and then post it and call it an ARG. They mm -hmm. take effort into designing storyline and the content in order in order to make for a really fun and worthwhile experience awesome awesome um well super interesting and uh we thank you guys for coming on but before we let you go um let us know where can people jump on what's your website just plug away you have the floor <laughs> oh god i'm not good at plugging <laughs> um so the website is um, S-O-M-N hyphen U-S dot org. So somnas dot org. Awesome. We'll throw that link down in the show notes. Cool. Okay. Um, and then from there, there's like the Discord is linked on the website um, on the homepage. So you'll be able to see that there. Um, and then yeah. BTI Studios is also connected. If you go too far, there's certain places that to keep it like contained well like to make it feel like it's real it like has places where it's going to ask you for personal information but if you click it it takes you to a different page it says no we don't want that like don't mm -hmm. send that to us this is fake this is fiction here's us as creators and so that'll take mm -hmm. you to our actual um btistudios.com web page where it's our actual like, us up as creators yeah. yeah it's not part of the game oh, awesome. <laughs> that's real um and then also from there it's kind of hard because then there's a bunch of social medias i would just do the two instagrams yes 
Uh, do you remember what yours well, is? I, I do. think mine is just Austin Balfour on Instagram, and then I'll uh, the Sleepwalker on Instagram. Yeah, Sleepwalker dot something. Well, what we'll do? Four, I think. We'll we'll just get you guys to this where when we finish recording, send through all the links, and we'll just throw them down in the show notes. That'll probably be the easiest way to do it. Yes, there's yeah. a lot. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much, guys, for coming on. One it's thing. been yes. I would also recommend Justin's video on part one. That is a very good uh, overview of um, of part one and the website. Oh, the uh, discussion video. Yeah, the discussion yeah. video. Yes. Oh, awesome. Well, uh, when you guys have finished Dave. listening to this podcast, you'll have uh, probably a whole lot of stuff to scroll through in the show notes just to find out <laughs> more. Um, but yeah, like I said, thank you guys for coming on. It has been awesome. Um, for those uh, regular listeners of us, uh, as always, if you've got a, any queries, if you're an author, if you want, want to come on the podcast and have a chat with us, the true and the fictional at gmail.com or check us out on stories underscore podcast on Instagram. But Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time. It's been an honor. <laughs> we'll uh, catch you guys next time. See you next time. <laughs> <laughs>